Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen, I got to tell the people listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast about our friends at MyBookie.ag, the number one online sports action site for three straight years. I've been cashing out on preseason NFL action, and I had money on Money Mayweather. You bet, you win. You know who's going to win, right? You know what you're doing, right? You put your money where your mouth is, lay down some cash, and win big today. MyBookie.ag. Join the thousands of online players just like me and start betting at my bookie. Sign up, collect a 100% bonus, and double your bankroll on the house. It's on the house. Just use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to get started today at my bookie. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and all-new, best-in-class mobile website that makes wagering on the go a breeze. It's easy to use, it's fast to use, and it's efficient. And unlike some other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. Use the promo code RAPPAPORT to activate offers. Visit MyBookie.ag today or call 844-900-BETS, B-E-T-S. You play, you win, you get paid ASAP. Expert or rookie, you got to check out my bookie. Sign up today. All right. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the gloom tomb. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. White Folks. I'm here with the 2015-2016 podcast co-host of the year. G Moody. Yep. Uh, the last name rhymes with duty. It does. Um, I just got back from uh, Las Vegas. I was down there. 
uh, with the big three. They had the finals of the big three down there. It was awesome. Right. Right. The games were action-packed. Trilogy won. Kenyon Martin's team, coached by Rick Mahorn, Rashad McCants, probably uh, him and Al Harrington were the two best players of the season. Um, very excited crowd. People were hyped, packed. Uh, all sorts of Terrell, T- Terrell Owens. He corrected me because I right. called him Terrell. He was down there. James Harden was <laughs> at the game. Fabulous was at the game. 50 Cent was at the game. The stars right. came out. The league is a success. We're coming back next year. More stars. More right. big three. It was fantastic. Shout out to Trilogy. All the players that participated in the, in the big three that I got to hang out with, all the coaches, it was a fucking ball. It was right, a pleasure. Right. It was an honor, and I can't wait till next season starts. Did, do, um, do the players really like it? Have you heard that the players are eager to participate for next year? Have they love heard? it. They love it. Oh, well, that's, that's They all dope. love it. That, that, that's the thing that they, I mean, they love it the most. I mean, they love it. They love the camaraderie. They love the competition. Uh, they love playing in front of, uh, you know, packed audiences. Um, right. You know, it's in their blood, man. You could see it. You saw it the first week, man. You knew, like, you know, no Intense. one kind of knew what it was. We started out in, in Brooklyn. Uh, no one knew what it was going to be. We were there in front of a sold-out crowd. And, 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 you know, these are high-level basketball players, and that competition is in their DNA. And um, right. they had a ball. Um, you know, we only had two major injuries. Unfortunately, that happened, but, you know, they happened the first week. That was Corey McGetty and Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was dope, man. It was dope. It was fun. Everybody who came to the games loved it. The competition got better and better and better, and next year it'll start off with a bang. No, Bruno. Yeah. And uh, it, it'll just rock the whole season. And and like I said, I'm not I'm not – Saying for sure that Paul Pierce is playing, I'm not saying for sure he's not playing. I'm not saying for sure that Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett are playing. I'm not saying they're not playing. I'm not right. saying that I didn't hear the name Steve Nash get thrown around. I'm not saying that I did hear the name Steve Nash get thrown around. But I know that the <laughs> inaugural season of the Big Three was a success on all levels, and I was honored to be a part of it. Or it was good. So that was dope. And of course, there was a fight. It was Floyd Mayweather versus Hong Kong Fui. Uh, (laughs) Conor McGregor, uh, he calls himself the notorious. The only notorious one I know is from Bed-Stuy, do or die. Yeah. I I, I don't call you notorious, Conor McGregor. I only use that for B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. Right, right, right. Um, We had been talking about this fight since since it was discussed. And, of course, we were talking about it as soon as it was announced. And it finally went down. Um, where'd you watch the fight, G? Uh, in the Bronx at my man uh, B.J. Carter, uh, his uh, family's crib out there in the Bronx. It was good. So just to recap, I've never rooted for Floyd Mayweather in a fight ever. I've always rooted against him. I've always felt like I've rooted against his greatness. I've rooted against his attitude. I've rooted against his disrespect for other fighters. And I've rooted against his shit, you know, his personal shit. 
But as I yeah. said once, I said it this time, I was rooting for Floyd in this fight. I was rooting for the boxer. I even wrote a chapter in my book that's coming out October 24th. That's a sick segue plug. This book has balls. The, the chapter was called, the chapter is called Great in the Ring, Shitty in Life. And you could just imagine what it's about. But I break down. Uh, I even have a, a, a fictional imagination, a, imaginary conversation with Floyd where I sit him down and talk to him and try to talk some sense into him about the way he carries on in his real life. <laughs> the name of the chapter is Great in the Ring, Shitty in Life. It's one of about 40-something chapters, and this book has balls coming out on Simon & Schuster. You could pre-order it now, thisbookhasballs.com. Listen, I'm not trying to brag here, but the book was originally coming out the 31st of October. The anticipation and excitement and the reviews are so good so far, they pushed it forward to October 24th. That's all I'm going to say. And trust me, the audio book experience of this book has balls is going to be unlike anything you've ever heard before. You know why? Because I'm going to be doing the narrating of my own words. Right. That being said, as listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast... And new listeners, we will fill you in that we wanted Floyd to do exactly what he did, which is kick Conor McGregor's ass. Conor McGregor was talking all kind of shit for the last three months. Matter of fact, let's play a little clip of some of the things he was saying for the last three months. So Floyd is correct. I am a confident young man. That with the fact that if I really wanted to, it wouldn't take me very long to dismantle him limb from limb. So... That is also a, an added bonus for me that maybe previous boxers that went against him couldn't have. What is your prediction leading to I believe he'll be unconscious inside one round. He's going to knock him out bad. I mean, he's too small. I know he's fast. I know he's got good reflexes. I know he's experienced. <clears throat> I don't care. I hit you, you fall, and that's it. You ain't never seen me troubled by no small man like that. In my mind, it's an easy fight. Right. If we go away ounces, he's not going two rounds. You can't prepare for me. You can't prepare for the movement. You can't prepare for any of it. It's not going to end well for Floyd. And it's not going to end well for all the people who are doubting me and so convinced that this is what it is. And I am just looking forward to post-fight educating the entire world once again what true martial arts is. It's over before it even begins. Trust me on that. Oh, he's gonna. I'm going to show him a boxer like nothing before. He's going to... All that shit. Talking all that shit. Talking all that greasy shit, trying to intimidate Floyd with his UFC bullshit and his MMA bullshit and his Bruce Lee bullshit. But as great as Conor McGregor is as a UFC fighter, as an MMA fighter, this is boxing. It ain't ping pong. It ain't basketball. It ain't tennis. It ain't horseshoes. It ain't track and field. You signed up for a boxing match. You fuck you. <laughs> you signed up to get paid a lot of money for a boxing match. You fuck you. All this conversation of, well, Floyd, he fought Floyd in boxing. Well, why doesn't Floyd fight him in the octagon? Or if they were fighting in the octagon, uh, Floyd would have got his ass kicked uh, and all these other things. You signed up for a boxing match. You got paid for a boxing match. And that's what you did. I said from the beginning, I don't want to hear all the ifs, the coulda, the hypothetical this, the should'ves, the could'ves, 
the would-haves, the maybes, and any other, like, any other adjectives, syllables, proverbs, verbs that you could <laughs> a- tack on to it. Yo, yo. What for, but for these fans, for, their, for Connor's fans, getting beat the fuck up and beaten up and then not going down is winning for them. But for a fighter like Floyd, it's like, I'm going to tag you and do everything I want and you're not going to hit me and I'm going to be standing in front of you. That's his style. So these guys really thought that this guy had a chance with a master boxer and he's doing karate chops in there. Did you see that? He's doing fucking karate chops in there, like little fucking little chops to the back of the head and all this bullshit. Yeah. Yo, you're overmatched. Matter of fact, I, I didn't plan to go into the bagpipes first. I, I planned to tell you my, my experience out in Vegas first, but I'll save that for last because I had quite an experience in the Denzel room. I'll explain that later. But Miles... Let me get the motherfucking bagpipes. Yo, let me tell you something. There's no participation trophy. What? All right. Like, oh, he fought with courage. I don't give a fuck. They said, oh, well, he hit him once. He's getting paid $200 million. He should hit him once. He hit a what? If 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 you pick if you get paid 150 million dollars or whatever the fuck Conor McGregor got paid, you damn right better hit him once. Oh, he's so tough he didn't go down. That's because the ref saved his fucking ass. Yeah. He was about to be knocked out of the ring. Knocked the fuck out of the ring by a guy who's 25 pounds lighter than him. Oh, it was an early stoppage. Oh, you know, Conor fought with <laughs> courage and Fuck that. The word. He got his ass kicked. How he got about his that? ass kicked. Some people were saying, oh, well, why, why is this going to count for Floyd's 50-0 record? Let me tell you oh. something. If Floyd Mayweather oh. lost, you damn well be sure that the one loss would have counted. Yeah. Everything to discredit. Everything to, to belittle. A guy who has never lost. He's never they, they lost. Can't. So, yes, the one win counts. He's 50-0. and 0. Keep those fucking bagpipes going. And the white privilege was in effect. The white privilege was in effect. Because you know damn well if Floyd was going to get his ass kicked and Floyd was in trouble the way Connor was in trouble, they wouldn't have stopped it so early. They would have let him get fucking kicked up and down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want him to fly out of that ring. They say, oh, well, Connor made $100 million. You think he cares? Yes, he fucking cares. So now, now you Irish, uh, now you, you Connor McGregor fans. So, so your fighter with all the heart and the courage, he's only doing it for the money? Make up your mind. <laughs> of course he cares that he lost. Of course he cares that he woke up with half his fucking face swollen this morning. Yeah. From that little guy? From that little guy with his little head? And his little hands. Take your fucking lucky charms. Take your fucking Guinness stout. (laughs) And take the fucking bus back to Ireland. (laughs) Let the horns play. Right, word. Let the horns play. Yeah, let them. And they say, we know 
bag this this bagpipe shit is Scottish, but don't explain it, G. Don't don't explain funerals. it. Don't explain it. The fans of the Iron Rap, we're, we're talking to this is home team right here. Oh yeah. The people on the internet, you're so dumb. I feel bad for how dumb you are. If you don't get the tongue and cheekiness of the Iron yeah. Rapport Stereo podcast in my videos. See, I'll explain things to the people that listen to the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast because this is home team. Yeah, yeah. This is my the rapper pack. It's our crew. This is our crew. This is the stoolies from Barstool. If you listen to this, you get the tongue and cheekiness. Yeah. You should have heard and seen the comments in my Twitter feed and in my DMs on Instagram, even the ones that are not even on the DMs. If you look at my posts from the fight, read them shits. The yeah, fact I read that it. people calling me a race traitor, uh yeah. N-word lover, I suck big black cock, this, that, and I mean, shit that look, listen, I'm not meek. I've heard it all. The fact that people talk that crazy shit over this fight, good. Good. You thought this little fuck was going to beat Floyd Mayweather? These guys wanted the white guy to kick the little black guy's ass yeah, so bad. that's all it is. They say, oh, that's- well, it, it, why, this shouldn't count. He did better than Manny. Yeah. This shouldn't count that's as 50 and 0. Do you know what would be happening right now if Conor McGregor won that fight? People would be running around the streets naked like money was falling from the sky. Yeah, burning shit up. They said, oh, Red, stop rap. Well, why you keep saying this, uh, Rappaport? He won. Leave it alone. Fuck you. Give me the bagpipes again. Yeah. Can't yeah. stop, won't stop. All the shit he was talking. Yeah. Yeah, your whole crew. They hate, they hate black people. They all hate that us. shit that Flora, Conor McGregor was talking. He knows all the things about black culture. He could recite all the Biggie Smalls lines. He's wearing gold chains. He's wearing fur coats. This is all stolen from black athletes. But you don't know that in this country, you shouldn't be calling black people boy. Fuck you. Fuck your lucky charms. Fuck your bagpipes. And fuck your kilt. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is, man. Now you want to fight somebody, you go fight Nate Diaz. Because I fuck with the Diaz brothers. Yeah, stay in your arena. You a bad motherfucker. And I want to give him credit for actually doing this, for actually getting in the ring with a superior boxer and actually trying to to, to fight. So you get a little prop he, he for fought, that. He fought gallantly, but Floyd was in control the whole fight, the whole time. And you know what the dopest shit is? I just watched the rebroadcast because I was sitting fourth row, G. Monetti. Damn. I was right there. I was, it, was, it was dope. And I'm going to give you the whole experience of what I saw, the Denzel room and all that fly shit. But I just watched okay. the rebroadcast before we did this podcast so I could be filled in on everything. All right. Floyd was in control the entire time. People are like, well, he hit him again. You're getting paid $200 million. You better hit him once, you fuck you. (laughs) And Floyd was so comfortable. He was so unafraid. He was in control of the whole thing. They said it during the fight that Floyd was walking forward to him. Al Bernstein 
who's been calling boxing for 30-plus years, who called the fight, the pay-per-view fight. He said, I've never seen Floyd Mayweather fight like this. That's because he never could fight like this because he's always been in there against great boxers. If you, th if you think Floyd wanted to make that fight boring and go 12 rounds and win by decision, he could have easily done that. He pumped yes. this fucking guy. Conor McGregor was the one holding. Conor McGregor was the one grabbing. Conor McGregor mm -hmm. was the one hitting in the back of the head. He caught Floyd yeah, he a couple times with some flailing punches. He never backed up. Floyd was coming for forward to him like on some Joe Frazier shit because he was totally comfortable <laughs> with Conor McGregor. He's out there pity-patting most of the time, missing, trying to do all yeah. this bullshit. The one time he tried to like run away from him and like do some bullshit, he got caught again. I wish the ref would have let him get knocked the fuck out of the ring. All that shit he's talking, all the money yeah. on this fight, let him get the shit beat out of him. Even Conor McGregor. Listen, this ain't personal. I watch Conor McGregor. I fuck with Conor McGregor. He's a tough guy. Mm -hmm. He even said, I wish he would have let me go down. Yeah, he is a tough guy. No doubt about it. But he's out of his league in that shit. And, yeah. and you know what? If you want to keep boxing, then fight guys your own size. Fight Andre Dawson and him. Fight Canelo and yeah. Triple G and those guys. See, see if it doesn't get worse. Yeah, yeah, they'll break your whole shit up. These are these are mat these are tacticianers, man. These are master boxers. You can't just go out off the street because you want some barroom shit and beat these guys. Man, he was holding that fight up. Holding he it. He didn't he even throw any he punches took in the this. first two rounds. Imagine you meet a guy on the street and he wants to fight you. <laughs> and in the first couple of minutes of the fight. The first six, he said, he doesn't even throw a punch at you. I, I'm, I'm going to run away. Yeah. That means the guy is a fighter. He's in total control. The first two rounds, Floyd didn't throw one punch. He was in total control of the fight. Again, I've all, never rooted yeah. for Floyd Mayweather in any of his fights. It's two different sports. It's two different sports. It's like saying, yeah. can Wayne Gretzky ski just because he's a great ice skater? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yo, you got to wait. No more Jerry Cooney's, man. This, that's it. You can't just come over here and just think you can beat the, the best guy. <laughs> y'all need to hold y'all head, man. Just chill. He hit Floyd more than other fighters did. Floyd was totally relaxed with this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't he bat to an give eye the, the entire time. Yo, he has to give the crowd. He can't knock this dude out in the first round. That would be easy. Yo, he has to give the crowd some action. Make it appear as though it's a it's a it's a battle, but then after a while he just stepped it up, and then it was over. So he, this guy was this guy was not an opponent. They say, oh, well, boxing is dead. That's because these motherfuckers want to see UFC guys on steroids elbowing the shit out of each other. Yo, if you don't like yeah. boxing, you don't like boxing. Boxing is not dead. Boxers are making nah. more money right now than they ever had. Like boxing yeah. dead. Why would you, if you're a sports fan and you're an, a UFC fan, why would you want boxing to be dead? Yeah, let boxing live just like UFC, man. Yeah, it's like if you like you basketball, you're like, yo, the NFL sucks. Yo, they're two different sports. It's like this, this division, this divisiveness. Boxing's dead. Watch right. the Triple G Canelo fight coming up and tell me if boxing's dead. Boxing's dead. It's not, the, it's not where it was in the 70s and the 80s, and there's no huge American star. Boxing's not going anywhere. Why would you want boxing to be dead if you're a sports fan? These people are stupid, yeah. man. Dumb motherfuckers. All right, this is my favorite time of year. Fantasy football season is upon us, and the monkey cage 
is about to be open. You've been waiting for this since the Super Bowl to celebrate week one of fantasy football season. DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest, and it's totally free to enter. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win a billion dollars. A billion dollars when you sign up. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. With DraftKings, there are many ways to play Choose between public contests to win big cash prizes or private contests where you compete against your friends, your family members, your rivals, your bosses, your cousins, your uncles, and anybody else who you want. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you will be playing against people of similar skill level. So go to DraftKings.com now. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to play in DraftKings free week one contest in total prizes. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win a billion dollars. The promo code is Rappaport to play for your shot at $1 billion week one. The contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try? It's so much fun. It's fantasy football. The game inside the game. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yo, we got brand new Buttersoft t-shirts. They're available at store.barstoolsports.com, including the brand new Sucker Shit t-shirt that is sweeping the nation. I was rocking it down in Vegas. People were dropping like flies. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? We have the Murder Doc and Chill t-shirt that was created by the young shooter Dean Collins, Dance with the Dingo, and of course, the infamous Gringo Man Dingo. Store.barstoolsports.com for all Buttersoft Iron Rappaport podcast t-shirts. So my trip to Las Vegas was bugged out. So I got in Thursday night. I was staying at the MGM Signature Hotel, which is a hotel. It's like the boutique hotel of the MGM Grand, which is a fucking nightmare for somebody like me. It's loud. There's smoke. There's degenerate gamblers. There's whores. Real ones. Pimps. Real ones. Scumbags. Cons. Hustlers. Shit. Shit everywhere. And smoke and and EDM music. I don't know why they always play EDM music in like charged up, uh, uh, uh like hair band rock and roll. Right. <laughs> I don't know why in, in these in these in these casinos that's all they play EDM and charged up hair band rock. So I'm downstairs eating at um Wolfgang Puck's by myself. Mm-hmm. And I ran into those two twins. The two twins, um, you always see them. Like their their father, I forgot who their father is. He's part of boxing. You always see they got the little beards. They're always behind the fighters. Their father's got the gray beard. Okay. I was talking to them. And I was talking to this other person. They were like, yo, we're going to Floyd's gym. This is like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, what do you mean? For what? They're like, he's training. This This is Thursday night. Damn. 48 hours before the fight. They're like, you want to come? I'm like... I thought it was like a setup. They were like, you can come, come, come to the gym. He's, he's going to be training. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So I get an Uber. Right. Shout out to homie who, who, who was also going to the gym, who let me go in his Uber. I don't even know his name. Um, and, it, and it's like a strip mall five minutes away from uh, um, the MGM Graham. And it was like literally like I, I felt like I was in HBO's 24-7. Damn. Like, there's the sign. Money Mayweather Gym. There's about 150 people outside. I'm like, oh, shit. Fans outside. 
music outside. I walk into the gym. There's like 300 people in the gym. I'm running into this one, to that one. I'm taking pictures with people. I see my man Anthony Causey from New York. Great photographer. Shoots all the New York sports, all the sports. You should check out his work on Instagram. A Causey, C-A-U-S-I. Dope sports photographer. Talking mm-hmm. to him, talking to this one. And, and it's not like a little boxing gym. Like you, you might think. It's very big. There's about 300 people in there for real. Mm-hmm. I, I see somebody like on the other side of the gym because there's a boxing ring uh, uh, in the middle of it, like hitting a, hitting a bag with a crowd. I'm like, who is that? There's like, that's Floyd. I beeline. I walk right over to Floyd. He's, he's right. hitting all the bags, heavy bag, um, speed bag. He's going from bag to bag to bag to bag nonstop. People are surrounding him. Demi Lovato's there. Only people that could film are his photographers and 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 some you know allowed media. Because once I took out my phone, they were like, "No, if you saw my Instagram, I, I post a little story of being there." And they were like, "Please don't film." They were all cool with me. The money team was cool shit to me. They heard mm-hmm. me talking shit about this fight, gave me love. I'm literally six feet away from Floyd. He's in a full sweat, hitting the heavy bag. It's literally like I feel like Liev Schreiber is is narrating it. They're like hard work, dedication. So then I mm-hmm. said at one point, hard work, and the crowd goes dedication. <laughs> and then they had another chant. I was like doing that, and then Floyd sees me. He smiles at me. I've seen Floyd before. So I talked right. about it on the podcast. So I'm at the All Star game. He puts his fist out to me with the with the glove on. T- daps me up. Now I'm literally like I could put my two hands on his shoulders. He's that close to me. Like, if I reached wow. out, he's hitting the back. I could literally take, a, like, a half a step forward and put both my hands on his shoulder. And I'm like, I said this to him verbatim. Fuck this guy up, Floyd. He looks over and smiles at me. I'm like, no, for real. Kick his fucking ass. Send him back to Ireland. <laughs> he looks right in my face, smiles, and be like, this is easy work. This is easy work. I said, knock this motherfucker out. He said, shh, we got this. This is easy work. Wow. He works we out for about this. 35 minutes. Full sweat, never stops. I hang out, talk to this one, talk to that one, go home. Now it's 11.30. This is less than 48 hours away from the fight. Go and chill. That's, that's my Thursday night. Friday, I do some big three shit. I do a radio for the, uh, uh, with, with Barstool on Sirius XM. Right. And then I get hooked up with Showtime tickets. And Dave mm. Portnoy, El Presidente, right. he's got two tickets that he bought for a throw. So I give my tickets, I flip-flop. He was going to take those guys, but those seat, their seats weren't better. So I gave my tickets to the PMT dudes, part of my take dudes, who I got to hang out with off podcasts, good dudes, funny dudes, nice dudes, cool. We all got to chill because I never really got to fuck with them outside of podcasts. Mm-hmm. These are our bar, our bar stool coworkers. Part of my take is the number one podcast out there, sports bar. They be shutting all the big shit down. Respect to them. That's right. Much respect if you're doing that. Hell yeah. So me and Dave head over to the AT&T, no, the T-Mobile Center, Saturday night after the big three. We're doing some podcast shit, shooting some bar stool shit. It's fucking, it's a zoo outside the arena. The Irish are out there, and I'll tell you, a lot of the Irish that were at the weigh-in, which I was also at, 
That's where Conor McGregor caught a boner. I was right there. My man caught a fucking chubby while he got close mm. to Floyd. Damn. Everybody was like, yo, my man is on wood. Remember he was talking all that shit and Floyd's, he had the underwear on. They were also saying that he was having trouble cutting weight. But when he got close to him and he was screaming in his face and Floyd was all chill, my man caught wood. Fuck is wrong with you, Duke? <laughs> yeah, you bugging, man. You bugging. You, 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 you caught wood. Yeah. You, what, you sexually attracted to this motherfucker? I don't know what was wrong with money, but he caught wood. Yeah, in full view. You bugging, man. You bug, you, yo, you're bugging. Yo, let me get the bagpipes. Yo, yeah, Connor. That's why you got your ass kicked. That's why you got your ass kicked. Because when you approach this dude, why are you catching wood, Duke? Yeah. You screaming yeah. in his face, trying to intimidate, like, oh, you're doing this karate shit. And when it was time to get, get it popping, you didn't have a fucking boner, did you? Boner boy. Right. Cut the bagpipes. Right. So at the weigh-in, before I go to the fight, it was packed with all Irish fans. But I don't think a lot of them had tickets to the actual fight. They, they had a presence at the fight. Right. But it wasn't like, when, when I was there for the weigh-in, it was Ireland for real. They were singing, they were chanting, they were dancing. They, they, yeah. were, they were getting crunk. Right, right. But 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 I just think a lot of them came to Vegas to support. And those fans are fantastic. And just so you know, if I need to explain myself, I have absolutely nothing against Ireland, Irish fans, Irish people. I'm talking shit. If you don't see that, don't follow me. Don't listen to me. Unfollow us on the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. And go go seek help. Yeah, and it's all it's all Gucci, man. It's all Gucci. Just unfollow. <laughs> It's all Gucci. <laughs> Unfollow me, Duke. Of course, I don't have yeah. any problem with Ireland, Irish people, and all that shit. Right. I know they don't wear kilts, you dumb fucks. Anyway, Word. so so Saturday night, it's like two hours before the fight. I'm running into this one and that one from from Showtime, all all the TV shows, the whole cast of Shameless, William H Macy, my man Steve Howie. I met the uh, the wife on Ray Donovan. I can't remember her name now, but I, I I like that show. She's always like, fuck you, Ray. Fuck you, Ray. And I did that for her. She was cool. Reggie Miller was there. Damn. Saw him in the lobby. He was cool. Talking to him. Talking to that one. Les Moonves, the, 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 the head of CBS. It was big, big baller brand shit for real. Not these little fucking yeah, right. plastic sneaker shit. Big baller brand <laughs> shit. Right. So then we, me and Dave, we get to the arena. We go to our seats. The fight we were told is going to start at like 8 45, 9 or 9 30, whatever. I don't fact check. I don't time check. We go to our seats. Yeah. The, the arena is not even a quarter empty. We check the seats. I was like, this is going to be fucking sick. And then I have these passes to go to the showtime party. So we go up. There's like a club in the arena. I walk in there. I'm talking to this one, talking to that one. It's a little bit corporate. I met one of the real housewives of Orange County, which you know is always a thrill, Kelly Dowd. Kelly right. Dodd. Right, right. Um, and then I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, I'm telling El Presidente, Dave Portner, I'm like, yo, I know there's a Denzel room. He goes, what the fuck is the Denzel room? I said, I know there is a room in this building where all the heavy hitters are right now. 
He said, well, why are you calling mm-hmm. it the Denzel room? I said, because if Denzel's at the fight, that's where he is right now. I said, and we're going to find that fucking room. Strangely enough, the room was right across the way. So we, we, we go through another, like, uh, 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 what, what, the, red, the, red, the red rope. What is it, the red rope? When they got the rope out, you know? The velvet. The velvet oh, rope. Whatever. We walk in there, and boom, we're in the Denzel room. Now, is Denzel there? No. But this is who's right there as soon as we walk in. Draymond Green, Paul George, Michael Irving. That's who I first see. Draymond, Paul George, and Michael Irving. Of course I got to go over to tell Draymond what's up. I give him love. He gives me love. I said, next year we're going to continue fucking. He said, no doubt. (laughs) I said, next year we're bringing the plunger game one. He said, no doubt. Okay. You better hold your horses, motherfucker. Let's stay focused on, on, on NBA. All right. But Draymond was cool as shit. They know that I was supporting the Warriors. He gave me love. I love Draymond. And I, I met him once before we talked about it on the podcast. Not as tall as you would think. He just, he plays a lot bigger than he is. I think Draymond Green is about 6'7". And he was standing next to Paul George, who is taller than you think. I never met Paul George, went over, gave him dap. He gave me dap. I said, yo, I'm a big fucking fan. I fuck with you hard body. I was a fan before you had the injury. I'm so glad you're back doing your thing. And you got the best hairline in sports. He laughed at that. And then he said these exact (laughs) words to me. He said, I know you fuck with me because you never cursed me out online. I said, I'll never curse you out, Duke. He watches the videos. He watches the shit talk. He appreciates that. I said, you're never going to get that from me. And again, I reiterate, your hairline is on fleek, Duke. (laughs) Uh, Yo, his hairline was mean in person, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he got a mean hairline. His his hairline was mean. He's lucky. He's a lucky guy. Man. Yo, his shit was strong and long, lean and yeah. mean. He looked great. That, that's forever. We saw Roger Clemens before we got into that Denzel room. I'm going to tell you something. Roger Clemens does not look like a friendly guy. He's a big cowboy with cowboy yeah, boots and, and, and no lips. And he's not the guy you want to go up to and ask for a selfie. Not that I ever would. I didn't like Roger Clemens when he was on the Red Sox. And he was one of my first sports beefs. When I used to do that show, Best Damn Sports Show, remember I used to get into shit with him and he responded to me. This is like 98, yeah, 99, maybe yeah. 2000. He's a- he, he was talking greasy about me, you know, like this is before the internet. Yeah, he looks like he was out there in Charlottesville. He looks like... Looks like I saw him out there with a look with a with a <laughs> Yo, with a uniform on. He he's got that look, and I don't want to say, make a joke like he was on any of that. Who knows? But he's just <laughs> a big six foot five, tough looking. He has that. Yeah, he doesn't he look friendly. Look. Yeah, Portnoy loves him. I think he got scared yeah. too. Yeah, he scared motherfuckers into liking his ass. He's like the Suge Knight of uh, pictures. Yeah, he's a rough looking fucking ombre and he's got those fucking yeah. cowboy boots and he don't look friendly he, he got the whole get up on he got the whole fucking boss hog shit on he got the whole shit on and he's big and he has no lips shout out to Roger Clemens yeah. then after I finish with Draymond and Paul George Cal Ripken's in there he's another big motherfucker Cal Ripken is like 6'4 also like he's retired he put on some weight but Cal Ripken is a big fucking dude also yeah so then from across the room, I beeline 
I left Dave in his tracks. I beeline over to Mitch Richmond. Now, I had been texting, I say this humbly, with my man Chris Mullen earlier in the week, and I, I said, are you going to the fight? He said, I might go to the fight with Mitch. So when I saw Mitch, I was like, Mully's going to be here. And listen, I've been around celebrities. I've been around athletes. I still get a little flabbergasted around Chris Mullen. So I went over to see Mitch Richmond, who we met in a club when we were shooting Beautiful Girls. Me and G. Moody, we were at the Glam Slam. We saw him out there. He had the full stonewash suit when he was playing with the Sacramento Kings. Remember this? Hell yeah. Yeah. He looked like MC Brains in the club. He had the whole stonewash with the frills. And Mitch Richmond is a big motherfucker. He was big when he played. He's a little thicker now. He's, a, he's the assistant coach of St. John's. I said, yo, is, is Mully here? He was like, nah. And we were talking about St. John's, talking about when, when, it, when it got popping with, with Georgetown last year. It's bullshit with Mitch. Mitch is like a cool dude. I've hung out with him. I fuck with Mitch. And then, of course. And then, and then I go from him to say what's up to Michael Irvin. And then after I saw <laughs> Michael Irvin, the playmaker, Dallas Cowboy, yes. Nick Turturro was there. So it was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. So Nick was hyped. I saw him. I saw his son. Nick is a friend, That's friend our, of the podcast. That, that's our guy. That's our guy. And then Hell yeah. G, Pat Riley walks over to me and he says, Michael Rappaport, I'm a fan. I'm like, oh. See, there's certain times where you, like, you know, I'm known as a shit talker and a guy with a big mouth. Right. Nothing comes out. Right, right. Michael Rappaport, I'm a fan. I was like, <laughs> like that. I did like that. Take- like, like I'm blushing, Pat. You're making me blush, Duke. <laughs> he got the ring on, and now Reggie Miller's back in there. Him and Reggie Miller get into a conversation about the choking incident. I mean, like, remember when Reggie did that gesture? Yeah. And the crazy yeah. thing about athletes, so they're sitting in a little circle. Pat Riley, Reggie Miller, they're with Les Moonves, who's a baller. Yeah, come he's on. the it's president of Fox, shit. which owns Showtime. Like, he's a fucking baller. I'm sorry, yeah, he's the president of CBS. Shit. Yeah, which, some other shit, which, man. Which, whether you like it or not, whether you like the shows or not, CBS is the biggest television network. Jerry Bruckheimer's there. The head of TNT is there. And the power of athletes and the power of fandom is the only people doing the talking are Reggie Miller and Pat Riley. Everybody else is like mouth is open listening to these guys bullshit around. Right. Because we're all fans. If you like sports, when the athletes there, when Pat Riley's there, they're the center of attention. Yeah, it was cool to see that. Then we we said, then I saw Bruce Willis talking to him. Remember, we met Bruce Willis at eighty five at the Improv in Los Angeles. Yeah, we 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 fucked with Bruce a long time ago. We fuck with Bruce. Yeah, was fifteen fucking with Bruce. Then I saw Don <laughs> Cheadle, who who talks probably more shit than I do. About Donald Trump on Twitter, we were talking about that. I said, Cheeto, I'm not even into politics. He said, me neither. I, he said, but I'm tired of this shit. I said, me too. I said, fuck <laughs> these motherfuckers, Don. He was like, me, same. He goes, I see you. I say, I see you. I say, fuck these motherfucking racist, divisive motherfuckers, man. We're not going backwards. We're not making America great again. We're not doing all that subliminal shit. Uh-huh. That's what they want. Make America great again. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Right. No one's clarified <laughs> what that again means. Yeah. David Duke wants, wants answers too. Then my man Jamie Foxx was there. Saw him. 
Talked about him on this podcast. One of the most talented motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Bullshitting around with him. He's the producer of the movie, the show White Famous that I'm doing right now with Jay Farrow, which is premiering on Showtime October 15th. And you know people, fans of the podcast, listeners, rapper pack, that I don't like to big up my own shit. The show I'm doing with Jamie Foxx that he's producing, that Jay Farrow is starring, starring in, is Buck Wild for the night. <laughs> it's fucking that nuts. Means, so we get to our good. seats. Turns out I had better seats than LeBron. <laughs> that motherfucker was like in the 12th row. I'm in the 4th row, right by the entrance where the fighters are coming out. You saw the videos. I posted them. Right. I was right there. Paul Pierce was sitting right next to me. Isaiah Thomas, little Isaiah Thomas from the Celtics. He was there. Saw my man Brendan Schaub, B-Schaub, who's been in the mix of this whole fight. Saw Paulie Malinaji. I was in the rich people section. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I didn't pay for the seats. But, but I wasn't with the, most of the celebs who probably got their tickets for free. I was with the motherfuckers who paid 20K a ticket. Damn. And it was dope, man. The fight, you know, it happened. It came out. I was talking shit. I was hyped. I'm not a big shit talker at sporting events. People might assume that because I talk shit. on, But, like, at sporting, I'm not a heckler or anything like that. But I was getting it – was, it was exciting. It's a fight, man. It was a big buildup. You know what happened. And it's over. It's fucking done. <laughs> over. Just like we said. Every, they were so hopeful. I just <laughs> they were I so just hopeful it was going to be a Rocky. So movie. hopeful, like yo, this ain't Rocky, man. Like I know, I know you want the black guy to get his ass kicked. I, we 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 know that. We know you got that ingrained shit in you. But yo, you got to come with a better opponent, man. Come with a boxer this is number not, one. Yeah, come on, man. You 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 see this guy brawling, and 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 you think that he could do that shit in boxing. Nah, he was man. totally outclassed, outspeeded, outmatched, and it's done. It was a great weekend in Vegas. I flew out Sunday night, no, Sunday morning, got on the first thing smoking. Like you told Tom Brady's fans, yo, rip, rip those posters down off your wall, B. Yeah, your man, man, yo. Your man, your main dude who you put all the faith in got his ass kicked. Now what? And what are you going to do with your 49 and 1 t-shirts now, you fuck? Is that a symbol of hope? You thought it was going to happen. It didn't fucking happen. This is the I Am Rapport right. Stereo Podcast. We're done, G. You got anything else to add on this shit? Uh, yo, y'all just chill, man. Hold your head. He didn't. This guy didn't lose. Uh, he's a supreme fighter. Accept that. And move on with your lives, man. Y'all, 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 wild, man. <laughs> and for all my little groupies in my DMs with the private accounts, all the people that talk shit always have private accounts. Yeah. You on my yeah. dick? You stay on my dick? You're a private account ass groupie in the DMs. You're in another yeah. man's DM. Hold yeah. your head. Look at your life. You're DMing another man. You, you were. And then a lot of times when they DM me, I say to them, what's your number, mama? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I you talk to them like they, 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 they chicks. Yeah, talk to them like chicks. What's your number, girl? Holler at your boy. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. 
Thursdays is Fantasy Football Follies. Usually we release the episodes Tuesdays. Tuesdays and Fridays are our days. We had to get this out. Rate, review, subscribe to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Fantasy Football Follies Podcast. Even if you're just a rapper pack dude, give us that love. Miles, take us out with something funky shit. No more than fucking horns, man. The horns are for the dead, like Conor McGregor. Take us out with some funk. Please. Done.